Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs, host of Nurse Talk Radio, one of the thousands of nurses on duty today. Here's what we're talking about this week. Ever wonder what it takes to create, introduce, and pass legislation? Well, not many of us do, and the legislative process is complex and sometimes slow, but of course essential in our democracy. California Nurses Association legislative advocate Stephanie Roberson is with us today to update us on a few bills the nurses have been working on in 2016. We've spoken often about health and safety legislation that has been sponsored or co-sponsored by California Nurses Association and other nursing organizations across the country. Most have to do with patient and workplace safety. When we last spoke with Stephanie, we discussed two bills. One was SB 1076 by Senator Ed Hernandez, dealing with new protections for hospital patients warehoused in observation status. And the other was AB 2272 by Assemblymember Tony Thurman, adding protections for patients, nurses, and other healthcare professionals exposed to toxic airborne contaminants in surgical settings. Both, of course, are California bills sponsored by California Nurses Association, National Nurses United. Here with us to talk about the status of these two bills is California Nurses Association legislative advocate, Stephanie Roberson. Stephanie, welcome back to Nurse Talk. Always a pleasure to have you with us. Always a pleasure to talk to the both of you. How are you? Great. Thank you. So we understand there's good news about the two bills we just mentioned, SB 1076 observation status and AB 2272 protections against toxic airborne contaminants. I think the last time I spoke with the two of you, our bills were uh, probably in fiscal committee. I am happy to announce today that both bills, uh, SB 1076 and AB 2272, are both headed to the governor. Great. So it, uh, those bills are on the governor's desk pending his signature, and we are hopeful that he will sign both bills. Excellent. So for people who don't know, Stephanie, talk a little bit about observation status and why this is important legislation. Sure. Um, as many folks know and, and, and don't know, observation is a status that um, a admitting doctor can say to a patient, well, you know, depending on their medical status, they are not sick enough to be fully admitted as an inpatient to the hospital, but they're not well enough to go home. So these patients are basically placed in this kind of limbo status where they're being monitored by a doctor and nurses and they're trying to figure out, you know, what their condition is. And as you stated, you know, at the top of the conversation, you know, this is something that's kind of been on the rise. It's, it's, it's a status that, you know, where the patients don't know what's happening with them. Now, the hard part is they don't tell the patient, oh, you're not, they say to the patient, you're being admitted. So the patient has no idea they're in observation status. And this has all kinds of fallout for the patient down the line financially. Correct. And especially the confusion kicks in when the patient is not in the ER. They get placed, say, in a bed in a med surge unit or ICU unit, and it looks like that they are actually an inpatient in the hospital. So our bill will deal with that completely. They don't even know that observation status is a thing, yeah, right? So it wouldn't exactly. even occur to NASA's. But we understand the bill recently got a final okay. Is that correct? Can you talk about that a little bit? That's correct. Yeah, the bill got a final okay. So, you know, it, it went from the uh, Senate where it started with Senator Hernandez and the House of Origin, as they call it, and it went through the process that we all hear about when we're in school, where, you know, how a bill becomes a law, and it went through its formal process, went to the Assembly, and now it's in its final stage of, of being signed by the governor of the state of California, and he has till uh, September 30th uh, to act on the bill. Excellent. And so what kind of protections will that afford then once, if he signs the bill, 
then what happens for the consumer, for the patient? Many great things. Um, first of all, I want to let you guys know that there's a federal law um, that's on the books, but this bill goes further than that. This bill not only deals with med- patients on Medicare, these are all patients. So if you got a patient Good. that's on Medicare, private insurance, uh, no insurance, all patients under this bill will be given the knowledge that they are in observation status. So the Great. notice will go to that patient, so it affects all patients across the board. Um, it will also afford patients what is huge for us is staffing ratios. So mm-hmm. as you know, if a patient is in an observation area, observation areas are considered outpatient areas. Outpatient facilities and areas um, don't have the protection of nurse-to-patient ratios. So huge win in this bill is that patient, where they, wherever they are, so if they're in an area by the ER, they will enjoy the ER ratio, which is 4 to 1. If they're in med surge or ICU, they will, that patient will enjoy that same nurse-to-patient ratio. So they Great. will be in the mix. That's amazing. So that is a huge game. That is yeah. a huge yeah, it game. Really is. And it's some data collection so then the state and the public can know more about observation. Because as you all have said earlier, no one knows. Patients right. don't know. The public, you know, is in our lurch when it comes to what the status really is and what it means. So the more we know about particular status or an issue, the better we can respond in terms of public policy and, and to protect our patients. Just imagine the public is going to be a little surprised that this thing exists. I mean, I've talked to a couple of people and I'm like, you know, make sure your loved ones are not on observation status. Yeah. And then I explain it and they're like, what? <laughs> what do yeah. you mean? So what are, the, what are the next steps for this, for this bill? Well, you know, what we're doing is we're, you know, kind of corralling our allies. Um, you know, I could tell you who a, a patient population that does know about this which are, you know, our, our senior communities. Yes. Um, California Alliance for Retired Americans were um, really good sponsors in this effort because a lot of those patients are on Medicare, you know, and if they're in the hospital and they don't uh, aren't an inpatient for three inpatient days and they go to a nursing uh, facility for rehab or whatever is necessary, yeah. that's so, when they get that big bill that says, yep. hey, sorry. And it's all on shot. them. And, and shockingly, that's when they find out. That's the first time they find out. Right. So... For those folks and, and for, you know, the public at large, it will be an issue that is going to raise the epic proportions, not only just for our senior communities, but everybody's at the affect of this. Mm-hmm. So what it's going to do is create, again, public awareness. We're going to, again, you know, get our allies together and continue to write letters to the governor to urge his support. And we're just going to move forward. We're going to have the necessary conversations that we do within the organization to, to push that through. And we're... We're optimistic. We really are. Excellent. That's great, Stephanie. Good work. So now let's move on to the second bill that has been advanced in the legislature, AB 2272, a bill that reduces toxic fumes in surgical centers. When we talk about the whole issue of surgical fumes, so if, you know, a patient's in a surgical suite pending, you know, um, surgery where they're using um, laser means or or cauterizing bone or tissue, um, there's this toxic plume that, you know, emits in the air, carcinogenic, cyanide, benzene, um, really toxic, really carcinogenic. And, of course, you know, we're an organization that we're there to protect our patients, first and foremost, be patient advocates, but we're also there to make sure that our workplaces are safe. So we're there to protect, you know, of course, healthcare workers and everyone involved. So when we have this conversation in the legislature, what we're trying to say is not only does it affect the patient, of course, it affects the worker and anyone mm-hmm. who comes into that room. 
And it also affects patients when, you know, they're not under general anesthesia because they're breathing those fumes in. So, you know, for the doctors who are in the room, of course, for our nurses and for the patients, you know, this bill affects everyone in that surgical suite. So when proper protocols aren't in place, this bill calls for um, certain protocols, equipment that will evacuate this toxic plume um, and capture it and neutralize it. That doesn't happen. Respiratory things can happen to to our healthcare workers, Uh, ocular problems. In one instance, a nurse um, in another country, they were burning off venereal warts and Mm. the nurse actually got HPV in the throat. So this is a serious issue for us. We don't Mm. want that to happen. It's a serious health and safety issue and we hope to get it taken care of. Even as a healthcare professional, I'm like, this is the thing? I didn't know this is a thing, yeah, right? And so it's thing. great that we're being protected and the consumers as well are being protected of stuff that, that we wouldn't even know is a problem if it weren't for NNU and, exactly. and the work that you're doing. So we really appreciate that. So now, Absolutely. what does the bill do? Yeah, you know, what, what, and, I, and I appreciate what you guys are saying. I mean, this is common sense stuff. Yes. And of course, we fight the fracking issues, you know, single payer, all issues that we believe, you know, we want to protect the environment. We want to save this world. But, you know, there are these other kind of non-sexy issues, if you will, that need to be addressed. So when yeah. we have these conversations, like, wait, why is this a thing, A? And B, why do we have to push so hard to mm. get these workplace protections? And that's, that, that's what we're here to do. I mean, from the big sexy issues to the non-sexy issues, we want to make sure that this stuff is done. So, you know, we, we've fought really hard in the beginning of this bill to mandate that hospitals provide the equipment. So the way I explain this to folks is, you know, when you're getting say, a dental procedure, and they're, you know, kind of sawing down your bone and they're fitting a crown over your tooth. And you see that suction component that's yeah. attached to, to the device. There are those types of um, devices in the marketplace that will allow for up to 95% capture of this plume. So we were fighting with industry and we couldn't even get that into the bill. Wow. So what we said was, we're going to work with allies in the State Department that believe and that, that their charge is to actually protect healthcare workers in their workplace. So we're working with the Department of Industrial Relations, and what NNU-CNA is doing now is we are going to push the Standards Board of Cal OSHA to develop a statewide standard, which we believe will be even stronger. So what the standard would do is develop language that will create an atmosphere where hospitals have to come up with evacuating this noxious plume, either through the capture devices I just described, coupled with education and training, which is also in the bill, because once you know what you're dealing with in the workplace, you know how to eradicate it, you have a more educated workforce and compliance is better. So that's what we're doing. Through education, training, and regulation, we're going to come up with a design that will get the hospitals to do what they need to do in these surgical suites and other areas of the hospital. Excellent. So it'll, it'll be a component that will be ongoing, and, and I think it'll be successful. Yeah, really great work. So we're talking with uh, Stephanie Roberson, legislative advocate for California Nurses Association, about two bills that have just advanced in the California state legislature. Both bills add protections to patients and healthcare professionals. So thanks for the work you do, Stephanie. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys. Thanks for highlighting this, and thanks to the nurses. Of course. Good talking to you. Very good. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's always a pleasure. For more information about this topic or about National Nurses United, visit nnu.org.